So now I know you have a dog, Oki, right? Yep. Lovely little critter. I have uh, I have two dogs, mm-hmm. and I have uh, two cats, and um, I spend a lot of time with these guys. They expect me to be around all the time. They're with me sometimes when we do the podcast from home, uh, you know, during the pandemic. Uh, I, I got dogs sitting all around me while I do the podcast. It's a massive part of my family. I care for them as much or more than yeah. people I'm related to. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, Som- seriously. Sometimes I think I'm Oki's biological mother. Oh, well, that's sick. Okay. But anyway, a lot of people feel that very strong bond with animals. I think you took it too far. Well, I want to talk about PetSmart. PetSmart's associates really love pets, and caring for them is a big part of why they work there. As an essential retailer, since the beginning of the pandemic, PetSmart has made it safe and easy for you to care for your pets, too, online or in the stores. You see, PetSmart knows there's a pandemic going on, but they don't want the quality of your pet's care to suffer. Mm -hmm. PetSmart, the health and safety of employees, pet parents... Pets are what's most important, which is why they require face covering, support social distancing, and have installed plexiglass shields and enhanced cleaning to follow CDC recommendations, which is all great because I know I don't want to go to a, into a store if, if they're not taking all the COVID precautions. No, me neither. I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to get out of my house if I'm not going to be safe. Yeah, so, and we care about our animals. We want them to be well. Ergo, if you mm. follow my logic, PetSmart is yep. the right place for you to go. It's just irrefutable. If you're interested in contactless shopping, just order online at PetSmart.com or on the PetSmart app and enjoy easy curbside pickups or same-day delivery powered by DoorDash free, free, I say, through January 31st, 2021. This way you can get everything your pet needs right to your door and right when you need it. So check out PetSmart.com for more details. That's PetSmart.com. Obviously, uh, I worry a lot about security. I'm an international figure, a figure known throughout the world. Also, um, not beloved. <laughs> you have a lot of enemies. I have enemies all over the place. Uh, <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah, on this podcast, in my office mostly. But uh, Sony, you probably know of many people that have said, hey, where exactly does Conan live so I can dispatch ninjas to go beat him with pipes? Right, and I give them your address. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and when ninjas beating me, it's such a waste of a ninja to hire a ninja to beat you with a pipe <laughs> when they have all these other skills. But I do. I think security is not just important for a fellow like me, known throughout the world, but for anybody. And uh, when it matters most, you got to trust ADT. Because now more than ever, you need peace of mind with 24-7 rapid response monitoring from the leader in home security. Not the follower, not middle of the pack. You want the leader when it comes to your security. And in my opinion, that's ADT. So be an everyday hero by staying home safely while ADT helps protect you and your loved ones. They have nine owned and operated US-based monitoring centers. Some of those centers are, you know, like satellites. You don't know where the people are. Do you know what I mean? They could be millions of miles out in space saying, yes, yes, we'll dispatch someone. No, not ADT. Nine owned and operated U.S.-based monitoring centers. And ADT takes protecting your health seriously. So rest assured that all ADT employees are taking critical measures to help protect everyone's health right now, including offering contactless installation and using extra protection and sanitation tools during this crisis. So protect now, pay later with low flexible monthly payments to fit your Budget. Learn more at ADT.com slash podcast. 
Hi, my name is Zach Cherry. And I feel um, excited um, about being Conan O'Brien's friend, I guess. You didn't know my last name? <laughs> Conan um, O'Brien? No, I thought I said it Don't take it a self-satisfied swig of whatever cool chai latte you're oh, having. Uh, Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk in blues, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hello there, I'm Conan O'Brien. And this, of course, is my podcast, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. I say, of course, because you're hearing me, not seeing me, so you know it's the podcast. Um, <laughs> sadly, many people prefer me in this format, and I don't blame them. I'm joined by my trusty assistant on Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, Sona Movsesian. Sona, uh, you look very nice today. Thank you very much. How's your life going? Great. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I I don't have anything to say. Yeah. Everything's really good. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, I'm glad you prepared yep. for the podcast with that little nugget. This is nice. Thank uh, you. No, it's okay. Show business. You usually want to have good. a little nugget of something. Put me but, on the spot that's with great. no well, warning at all. Yeah. And oh, really? Oh, I lured you in here like you're an animal with a carrot, and then I put a, a microphone and a headset on you, and you didn't think anything was going to happen? If you said prepare something, like a story about your life, I'd be like, okay, but now you're just like, hey, tell us something about your life. What am I? What am I I'm binging The Office again. <laughs> For the third time. You're binge watching The Office for the third time? Yes. And you're doing that at work, aren't you? Yes. Do you ever do it? <laughs> do you ever do it? And be honest. Do you ever have something that is kind of important that you need to do for me, but you finish an, off an episode of The Office first? Go. Yes. You asked me this before, and the answer is always yes, because nothing is that important. So, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's where we're at. And you know that. And you know that. It's not my, I, you know that. You think you have your, the correct priorities and that mine are skewed. You want me to put these things out there mm -hmm. and I have, yeah. but yes, nothing that you want is that important. You think it's important. It's not that important. Right. So yeah, my priorities are fine. Thanks. Okay. You're yeah. welcome. Thank you. Uh, wow. Okay. Wow. All right. You came in hot. I did not. Yes, you did. I did not. I asked you about your day. You said I got nothing. Uh, fuck off. And, uh, you know, and that's the mess we're in right now. Yeah. But anyway, there is a medication you get me that keeps my heart beating every day. I just want you to know. Okay. That's not really true. It's not. I know. I just wanted. If there was, you probably wouldn't get it for me. Matt oh, Corley, you're here. Wait. How are you? I think I'm going to leave. Why? <laughs> Mommy and daddy are fighting. We were, that wasn't a real fight. It you should see real. us. You should see us, man, when we really, really? go at it. Yeah. It's incredible. <gasps> I, I imagine at some point that may happen or will I see that? I don't know. Is it happens not. in private? I don't think so anymore. First of all, uh, Sona's in a better place now. Uh, I'm, sure, Whoa, I'm sure it's all her fault. Yeah. Mean, yeah, what does a, that mean, though? What does that mean? You're just in a better place. Maybe uh, you're in a better place. Uh, no, I'm in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. You met the love of your life. You're happy. It's all good. So uh, I wasn't happy before? Uh, no, you were happy. You were fine. It was yeah. all good. Yeah. Okay. I just made that up in my mind. All I know. Right. <laughs> I remember you being difficult a couple of years ago. You were always difficult. You're still difficult. Yeah. Okay. Listen, this just isn't. Stop. Yeah, this just is, stop. Folks, the podcast is free. Stop. You paid nothing for this. Stop. Just stop. Continue. Um, I had the last word. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's pray. I had it. Gorley, huh? yep. save the day with one of your quips. Yes. Oh, God. Hey, great sunshine today. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? What? Great, Great sunshine. sunshine. I have a question. Yes. I have a question for Matt Gorley. Yeah. I have a question for Matt Gorley, and you can pull stuff up, and then maybe we'll use this section. Who knows? It's up to you, on you know. magical mystery man. I have a question. I didn't grow up in Los Angeles. Yeah. So I'm not familiar with this area. I've spent a lot of time here, but is this the way it always is in L.A.? the fires and fires come and you hear that maybe you have to run away from your house and grab one thing each, but then uh, it doesn't come, but then it might come again tomorrow. Is that the way it is? It's always been a problem, but not like this. And so I'm this is, this is, this is to be alarmist, but it's changed. And so have the seasons. When I was a kid and it was this time of year, it felt a little bit like fall. Like you, Halloween was a tad brisk. Now it's just like deathly hot still. Right. So you are in the global warming camp. I, well, yeah, I think every scientist and person with common sense. Excuse me? Yeah. No, not no. this guy right here. I didn't think so. This show is a, is a science, uh, is a global warming denying show. It's a science free yeah, show. I'm, gonna, I'm announcing that right now. <laughs> I'm one of those guys who every time it slightly snows, where's your global warming now? <laughs> yeah, it's February. It snowed one. Where's your global warming now? I saw a polar bear on the news. Yeah, there's one left. Well, where's your global warming now? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I just, it feels like the seasons have shifted two months back. So I want to move Christmas to like February so it feels right. I miss the fall so much. I do too. That I want to wear a, um, I want to wear like a, a pea coat uh-huh. and I want to wear a scarf. Yeah, I do that. I aspirationally dress and it kills me every time. I do that. I, dr- I wear a heavy coat, but I also like to see my breath. So it's 90 degrees out, but I started smoking <laughs> just so that when I exhale, I see my breath and I feel like it's the fall. And, it's uh, going to be the yeah, fall. Yeah. And I pay children around me to rub their hands. Oh, briskly. God. Yeah. <laughs> Hundreds of dollars. It's worth it. Oh, great sunshine. Anyway, we have an amazing show today. Uh, my guest is a hilarious actor and comedian who starred in the Beverly Love movies and the FX series. Duncanville. Uh, he can be also seen in the new Netflix movie, Irreplaceable You. Not the movie, based on his very popular Funnier Die series. I'm uh, just, uh, it's a joy to chat with this gentleman today. I've known him a really long time, and he is absolutely hilarious. The very talented Zach. Cherry is with us. Hey, Zach. I've known you for a long time. You used to come on my late night show. You started like in 2000, coming on the late night show. Um, yeah. oh, oh, it's about right? I remember exactly. I'm coming after you hard. Wow, yeah, you're coming in hot. These are now people, thanks a lot. I, are you, You're getting mad at me for decisions that you made? Like how you chose to start the conversation? No. There's no glass in these. <laughs> these are those glasses. <laughs> <laughs> these are those glasses Rob Lowe wore in the '80s to make him, oh, you know, yeah. look like he read books and stuff. <laughs> but yeah. no, thanks for outing me as having to wear glasses. Now I'm going to have that surgery where they shoot lasers into your eyeballs. LASIK, I think, is what you're thinking of. This is too late. Okay, look, I I didn't bring it up, but I guess sure, whatever. <laughs> let's go from here. Let's let's talk about the glasses. I hate it here. I'm going to hate every second of this. I've known you a long Are time. Are you for real? Uh, okay. I know you to be an honorable man, a good man. You used to come on my show and play the piano and do stand-up, and you were always hilarious. Always, always hilarious. Thank you. And then I heard that at some point before everything blew up for you in a good way, you were thinking of getting out of the business. Is that right? I think about that all the time. Well, the, we, listen, I just call it the buh because I'm that cool. 
Oh, instead of oh, in the no, the call business. it the biz. I'm so inside, I call it the buh. The buh. That's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do think about getting out of the business, show business, all the time because it doesn't feel sustainable and because um, I'm not that good at most of the parts of it. Um, I've had like some success, pretty good success, but certainly nothing on your level. You know, you're like super, super, super established. I'm still kind of trying to make it. Yep. Yep. I remember. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, you mean you remember like when you were coming up? Cause it was so long ago. You're like, I remember watching you when I was like really, really, really young. I would, I would stay up late and watch your show. Yeah. You, so I'm just picturing you're coming off stage and there's that moment when you come off stage and you catch a look at yourself in the mirror mm-hmm. and you're dressed as, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And saying, I can't hear the laughter anymore. Uh, you were looking in the mirror and you, you were dressed as Little Orphan Annie. Um, yeah, sometimes I have been. Um, I did that for Halloween, like from like 2002 to 2012. I was Those were my Annie years. Right. Um, just because it felt topical. It felt like, yep. um, you know, I right. guess Occupy Wall Street and stuff was happening. So like. I don't know. It felt like a commentary, but it wasn't very sharp now that I look back on it. Um, but but that's part of the problem with me staying in the biz is I'm lazy and bad. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about you. I'm I'm allowed to insult myself. It's fine. But it's it's hard to come up it's with... It's very mean. I, it is mean, but it's true. Well, then everything explodes because you do... Crashing. I told you this. I was walking down, I don't know where, I think I was in Vegas. And I don't go to Vegas a lot. I really do try to avoid Las Vegas, but I had to be in Las Vegas. And I was walking along and there was a guy who was professionally dressed as Chicken your character. Crashing. And he looked a lot, and he was like, Conan, Conan, look, right? I'm Chicken Wing Man. And I thought, hmm. you went from that moment of playing this <laughs> college and having a guy insult you, and mm-hmm. you're dressed as Little Orphan Annie, and then people are pretending to be you the way they pretend to be Spider-Man or Michael Jackson or whatever. Isn't that, I mean, that's, how do you? That's weird. You know, I was <laughs> in Spider-Man. It's funny you bring him up. That's what's good about America. I th- I do think that that Spider-Man that I was in is one of the good <laughs> Why things. Why are you crying? Man. Because. You are, you're crying. I'm not. And the tears what? are blood. Um... Have you heard of Le Chief from the James Bond movie? That reminds me of that. But I'm crying a little bit because, you know, I was getting down on myself earlier in the conversation saying I'm bad at this and I'm not good at it. And I actually hadn't heard that before, that story about a guy who dressed up like Chicken Wing Man, me from crashing. And that means a lot because it's cool that someone felt themselves represented by that character, a guy who eats chicken wings. I don't know what they would have been dressed as. No. Yeah, no, I don't know, because he, he kind of just wore regular clothes, so <laughs> not really a He got his rejection letter, you cannot be a police officer, and blood came out of his this, eye. The guy who was dressed as me? Oh, my God, that is like, I feel really bad for him. No way, it's like a Bond villain. Yeah, there is a Bond villain, actually. Uh, you'll yeah. know because you're I Gorley brought, here is, you know, knows all this kind of stuff. I brought but, that up like uh, There's a, a Bond movie ago. where yeah, the villain... Cro- okay. <laughs> all right. The Sheep. 
Yeah. I literally okay. said that. Oh, you know that, his like, name. I just wanted to know the movie. Oh, oh. Casino. Casino Royale. Okay. Thanks a lot, pal. Um, I said that a while ago. I've so. always known you to be a very authentic man. Thank you. Unchanged by your success. Well, you know. Uh, I'm never this formal in any of the other podcasts. You know, it's so yeah. funny. I don't know why, but we've talked to like Michelle Obama and uh-huh. all these. And I'm, I'm very loose. And I don't know why <laughs> when you come in, I'm a little bit of a... A, a zelig, I, you, you've always had, you always have this like. Oh, I think it's because we don't know each you. other that well. And then I adopt that too, like. I'm kind I've of intimidated known, by you. Low energy, and yeah. also you are not a man of any pretensions. So then I just turn into this guy who's talking to you. Yeah, I'm here with uh, Zach. But Zach. I've always known you to be a, a fine man, a good man, oh, a man of quality and ability. Mm-hmm. I like this. <laughs> Say more. It's O'Brien. Say more good stuff. Oh, bitch. Uh, what? You don't like this whole Hollywood town, and you have a healthy, healthy suspicion of showbiz folk, don't you? Well, for sure, for a bunch of reasons. First of all, uh, I'm just sort of suspicious in general because I have been watching a lot of like crime shows, and sometimes it's not the person who you think. Yeah, you know. So, like, right. I, for example, have no reason to suspect you of anything. <laughs> <but> that's... <laughs> Well, it's not funny. I'm, se- I'm Other than serious. that, we're good. Did you notice how many serious. times you saw my name on the way up to the podcast studio or yeah, my that, image? That made my me, graven yeah. image. Yes, and that made me conf- like very suspicious because I don't think so. You don't think I was suspicious? What was that like? You're not going to have Jedi. food there. <laughs> I don't know. I also t- went to public school. I went to elementary yeah. and uh, public high school. Yes. I- okay, so you think because you went to public school, you're not capable I was not, of no, being I a suspect? To, uh, public public elementary school. Uh, Public high school. I, I was none an of this incredible is relevant jock. To if you've done a crime, <laughs> okay, that part's not true. I was not a jock. I, I don't care. I ran track for mm. half a year, and then it was decided mutually that that should no longer continue. <laughs> you're, you're giving me a lot of specifics, and that's something that a guilty person would do. Like when you, uh, it was, a, it was actually people even outside Massachusetts. You're just trying to wade in deeper. and said he should stop running. Mm. Not good. Uh, something about my lungs uh, failing. Look, I just want to say. I was not accusing you of anything, but the way you're behaving makes me think you might have done something. <laughs> and it's not a joke. I mean, you have your little cronies here I'm glad laughing. my team has my back here. I know I'll you, tell you, you what the you problem you're is. Be able to slough this off. I have a very, and I've talked about this quite a bit, but I have an unusual body proportion. I have very, very long legs. That doesn't that And then does a very uh, relatively short torso. Uh, my waist is up you're, where most people's shoulders are. <laughs> And uh, my throat is connected to my groin. And the whole thing's a mess. You're being so specific about your body type. And I haven't even said a specific crime that I think you maybe have done. But you're like building an alibi, it feels like. (laughs) And again, this is not funny. I'm not fucking kidding. So if you can please stop laughing and stop your cronies from laughing. And now I don't know. I don't know what. And you're just. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of it. I am not. There's a penguin struggling to yeah. get out. Do you think that's funny? I don't think it's funny to call someone who's searching for the truth a penguin, okay? I don't think that's funny. It just goes to goes to pot really quickly. Mm-hmm. It goes to pot. Oh, that so was with my people too. We, 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 we clean up pretty nice. And then I keep saying we're sort of like these junk trees, you know, that uh, grow really quickly and then fall apart. <laughs> Uh, and make a big mess, and you have to get someone to come in with a chainsaw and cut up the pieces. Are you? Are you kidding? Yes, you are. Why would that you say was that? a joke. 
because we're talking. Explain yourself. I, I've been asking you. What? I have been asking you. Oh my god, are you trying to make yourself look like a <laughs> fucking serial killer? This is not funny. I don't know who the fuck these other people in here are, but this is not a joke, and they need to stop laughing because I have contacts at the police departments, at the FBI, and I'm willing to yeah. call them. You know what? It's good. Half means you're a mix. I think it's good to be a mix. I really do. I think it's good to have a blend. My wife is a blend. In what sense? I am a 100% solid shot of uh, of Irish tato. That does not matter right now. It's not good. It's not good or bad. Now you're trying to make me sound racist. Let's see. It says I, I'm here. Not, I'm not suspicious of you because uh, you're now Irish. you live. I mean, this, I'm going to direct this back to you. I see what you're trying uh, to do. Okay. Let's you know, I've been interviewed by you on uh, uh, the phone. Yeah. You eviscerated me. Uh, you tore me apart. Because because you act. The good-natured ribbing, you think. You always act squirrely. Uh, I didn't like leave this. my room for for six months after that interview. That's what I love so much about. <laughs> Talking to you on the phone. Is the pauses, the, dis, the discomfort. That's one that of my investigation your, uh, techniques. You know, some artists work in clay, some work in oils. You're so good with discomfort. Because it gets people to speak when they're Is that not- fair? Yeah, that is fair. I use no, no, that. you're not that in real. I'm so, making. I'm, I'll make that very clear. You're a very nice person. I, I am, and I try to be understanding, but I'm also, mm-hmm. I'm, I just want to know. I just want to know what happened, okay? And the more specific I get, yeah. the more dangerous it gets for you. So I just want you to tell me, and I am suspicious of all Hollywood people. This is not just about you, but. I don't know. Is it? Did you do murders? Did you do drugs? Did you do robbings? It's. it's <laughs> and I'm not fucking kidding. Why do you fucking laugh every time I, every time I bring something like this up? And it, and and you're so fucking stupid that you don't even understand. It makes you look guilty when you laugh at this. Have you ever seen an innocent person laugh when you accuse them of something? Yes. You have. Give me the example, because I have never. No, seen no. But that. what what makes what makes it so great is you're just not afraid to use anything i mean obviously the greatest example That's of it because of I'm all time for when you did it with the most high status person in the world president obama mm. it was so fantastic because i don't know that i would have had the balls to <laughs> to do that with, to do with the balls. president of the united states particularly this this really well regarded you investigate you know, the, high, the president most highly regarded states. man in the united states at the time and you're being so rude and you're being so petulant it's and not, he played it i thought beautifully were you uh, nervous before doing that i'm nervous before any of my kind of investigations but I, you keep saying i'm being like rude and petulant when you're asking someone questions about and trying to get to the truth, that's not rude and that's not petulant. That's dogged. That's heroic. That's um, zealous, but not overzealous. I just think you're you're trying to frame it like I'm the bad guy, like I'm being a nuisance. But I just I'm just trying to serve the public. I'm sort of like an investigative journalist when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? Every time I say something serious, you laugh at that. I would appreciate, and you're going to be, you're going to think it's really funny until I dig up something on you and I figure out that you were at the bank when it was robbed. <laughs> That's, again, not funny. Right, right. 
Were you there? And then you told me a story once where that's my most after recent it case. had gone online and was viral and everybody loved it. You're walking along by yourself in kind of a deserted area. Mm-hmm. You were to cons- tell it's this is really good. Yeah. Okay. Well, sometimes I get my best thinking done uh, alone, and one of my pieces goes viral. I Your phone ring. Yeah, my phone. Your cell phone. My cell phone. And you're in a construction site, and you open it, and just. Let's let's take our time with this. Okay. You, what do you hear? Is he right there? Or is yeah, it a voice? Someone on the phone. What's the question? Yeah. You've thrown me off my game, I will admit. But yes, the last time I had a big investigative piece go viral, it was I exposed the McDonald's um, like ring for not doing the the monopoly right. <laughs> okay, that's not funny. They were they were. They were stealing money from regular people, and I exposed that. And so I was at a construction site. My phone rang. It was my mole inside the organization. <laughs> That's not funny. Um, and he called and said, have you noticed how whenever you get um, Broadway, you never get Park Place? And I said, wow, that's really interesting. I had not noticed that. Mm-hmm. And so then I just started digging deeper, and I was buying French fries almost every day eating them really it was really unhealthy but i was searching for right. you and for other regular people like you and i and i figured out yeah there there's something wrong here they're not when i get broadway i don't get park place and vice versa and so then i was able to kind of just keep digging from there yeah and 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 at the end of things it was proven mcdonald's was cheating people on this did something happen did they pay a price did anyone get any Money, yeah. no, but now we know, and it's better to know than not know, and I think that's serious. Uh, well, actually, I had my assistant, Sona, try and place the call, and she failed. I'm sorry. What are you talking about? It was my fault. Yeah. That every, is what I've been taught every, to say. Every time I've said, get Zach on the phone, I, I want to call him, and, and she failed? says, let me try and do that, and then she calls Zach Efron. Well, this sounds kind of like an excuse. I'll give you, and first of all, we're I go on right at now. length about Zac Efron's comedic abilities. And uh, are you trying to hurt my feelings? Oh, I don't know. I think I'm talking to you, right? And he often doesn't say anything. <laughs> and um, why are you telling me about private? Sona's yes. in love with Zac. Okay, I li- I think he's talented. Um, I'm I don't discriminate. There's a lot of looks I like. No. Uh, but I I saw him in a subway sandwich shop about- once. What? And he looked at me, and his eyes pierced through my soul. <laughs> Zach Efron? Yeah. That's a, that's a good skill to have. <laughs> it's not funny. That's not funny. It's also he has eyes that just cut right through Everyone has eyes. He really just, does. Yes. So you just yeah. throw him in anywhere. Because you so trust is Josh him. Gad. Josh Gad? What about Josh Gad? Are you trying to like drop hints uh, for me? You're a man. I keep saying this about you. Do you need help? Like, are you caught up that in something enjoys the that wilderness. I can help you You like with? to go into nature. I do, yeah. I do. I like to get out what? of the city because less crimes happen in nature. And if you're constantly surrounded you're by talking crimes, about, what do you mean you, you go and find clay? I go and find clay. It's very simple. What's confusing about that? <laughs> it's, it's not It's called funny. an art supply store. No, I find... Wait, you go and find clay from the earth. Yes. And when you say... And you don't want to say where this clay is because everyone's <laughs> going to want some of this clay. Yes, you keep your clay is secret. Is it that construction site? No. Okay. First of all, I everyone has been treating me like okay. it's a joke, and I understand that I do comedy, but okay. I was here to talk about my journalism stuff and my 
figuring out crimes, and Clay's part of that because you can mold Clay and you like you. No, can no, 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 I'm, Actually, no one will ever ask you to do anything again once Clay Aiken gets out there. Good God. Clay Aiken doesn't have any... You're not going to distract from what you did. Look, the the whole thing with Clay Aiken, yes, I thought he was a Zodiac killer. See, then you said fuck. you processed Clay. Isn't Clay just Clay? I did process Clay. I sent him to the cops. He was arrested. He was put on trial. I thought he was a Zodiac killer. He was not Zodiac killer. And that's Making a mistake, stuff. but everyone learns. I was learning. It was early in my career. I'm much more experienced now. I don't make mistakes like that anymore. Please stop bringing it up. Okay, I just killed the whole podcast uh, <laughs> with that. But what do you like to make? Do, what do you make with Clay? With Clay Aiken, I made a mistake, okay? And I don't... It's like, I would like to move on from that. I've apologized to Clay. I've apologized to the Zodiac Killer, the real one. It was a big mix-up. I shouldn't have done that, but I have learned. And I'm gonna, first of all, I'll tell you something. What? Okay. No. No, th- actually, this is interesting to me because you, you, uh, you share this passion with Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill he used did like to, to solve crimes. Uh, ma- they used to manufacture brick at his uh, home, his country home, Chartwell. Cool. And he was really into making brick and then laying the brick. So a lot of the walls is around his home— were made, and this is when he's. I mean, he's prime minister. He's fighting World War Two. He's and he's making bricks and building brick walls. Is that a euphemism? You're so obsessed with like Zac Efron's eyes and Winston Churchill's bricklaying abilities. I don't want to talk about sex. Yeah. I don't want to talk about comedy. I want to talk about truth right. and how we can change society. You mean marijuana? Is that what you're doing? You just did a. That's part you just of mime it. toking. That's part of it. I think that should be legal. No, no, no. That's not what you're doing. That's not funny. Listen, I don't... Stop. Please stop laughing when I say... This is a drug-free zone and your Cheech and Chong kind of humor. Uh, It was not... I was not being funny. I think marijuana should be legal. Uh, Yeah, yeah, when I was much younger. You agreed with me or or what? I I don't know. I don't know that bit. It sounds funny. It's not funny. Marijuana should be legal. It's not dangerous. It's natural. Oh, so I'm old all of a sudden. Yeah, you have an old point of view we on are. this. We disagree. I, I'm feeling so. Were you born in 1974? Ganged up on. It doesn't matter when I was born. I it's, am. I am uh, six years older than you. Okay. Yeah. But I'm saying that doesn't let you off the hook for your like arcane. <laughs> p- uh, let's get back to how you're a really nice guy in real life. I, I am, but you're making me seem like an what asshole. The fuck you're being was so that? Neat. You know, I try to moisturize my face. Okay. But my head is rotting like a pumpkin in the November sun. If there's nothing we can... I mean, what do we do about this? Nothing. Thank you, Sona. I keep trying to like move on, but when you say things like my head is rotting... It is that's above what 100, killer says. I actually... My uh, sunscreen says. fires light back at the sky. And you're using all these violent it's words. It's actually my sunscreen is so powerful; it's a source of its own light. See, this you sound like a like an evil scientist, nice good-looking kid. And I want and I want to be nice yeah. to you. So there. But you sound it's, like. What do you mean? Why are you, why are you shaking your head? No. Because you sound. Oh, like okay, a listen. Evil that's a good. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna. I don't like this. I don't like the way it's going. I um. I do. I'm just, I, I do think. Telling I think I'm a very. I think I'm a I'm a solid B minus. And just because your lackeys won't tell you, you sound like evil scientists. There's a long stairway. Let me You're tell our audience. There's a long now. stairway to get up to the podcast studio. 
I know. And uh, we often have to defibrillate people when they get to the top. See, again, you keep... Look, I didn't come here to cancel you or expose you or say you're an evil scientist. You have to go back behind the set. For what? Yeah. To to tell the truth? There's a no truth zone. I have to go back behind the set to tell you the truth? No. You sound like a mad scientist. You sound like you want to take Let over the world. Let me tell you world. something. It was a 50-50 proposition with me whether I interview you. Or what? Kill or me? Or I murder you. Are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious? You did. Either yeah. one. You Yes. Don't. Oh, my God. First of all. First of all, you can't kill me because I left a voicemail for myself, and if I don't pick it up later, it will automatically call my friends on the police. Second of all, I dare you to try and kill me because what are you going to do? I I noticed you don't have a gun because I scanned you when I came in the room. I know neither of your lackeys have a gun. You may have a sword. I didn't do a sword scan, but I have the ability to disarm you if you have a sword. So I'm actually not worried for my physical safety right now. Mm-hmm. But I am worried for our relationship. I Again, mm-hmm. I'm just after the truth. If you didn't do the murders, if you didn't do the McDonald's thing, if you didn't do any of the crimes, then we can still be friends. And I'm just asking you questions to figure it out. So please tell me, where were you 16 minutes ago? <laughs> That's not funny. That's not funny. You know what I hate? I hate when people say, what could possibly go wrong? Because yeah. whenever someone says that, immediately the worst thing ever happens. It's like the guy who was narrating the, the Hindenburg landing at Lakehurst, New Jersey, was like, here comes the Hindenburg. What could possibly go wrong? And oh, then it no. blew up. <laughs> oh, man. And ever since then, every time someone says, what could possibly go wrong, something blows up. Huh. But in business, <laughs> let's face it. You got a plan. Shh, quiet. There's no transitions here. In business, you need to plan and manage and not just wing it. Incomesmonday.com work OS. Oh, wow. Tell us more, Conan. Please. Uh, Okay, let me see what I can remember. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling that Monday.com work OS is a customizable platform that gives teams the ability to easily create the tools they need and want for their work. That's my recollection. Can you elaborate? Sure. Teams can create any workflow on top of monday.com to manage anything they need, projects, leads, or whatever your team manages, you know? Monday.com integrates with the tools you use every day. Not those infrequent tools. Damn you, (laughs) infrequent tools. It integrates with the tools you use every day. So you'll have all your information in one tab. It's perfect, whether you're in marketing, construction, I don't know, sales, other industries. Who can say from five to 5,000 collaborating across the globe, monday.com, in my opinion, is the easiest way to keep everybody connected and on the right track. With monday.com, teams are much more productive. They can automate tedious work in seconds. Plus, it's really easy to use since it's super intuitive and beautifully designed. I should be using this for my talk show. Listen to me. Monday.com is how effective teams meet their goals. It really is. You want to call yourself an effective team? Yeah. You got Monday.com working for you? You better, (laughs) or you're not an effective team. There you go. If you manage a team, visit Monday.com for your free two-week trial. That's a free two-week trial. What do you have to lose? Monday.com. It's the new year, and you know what that means? Fresh start for Mm -hmm. your small business. Right, Sona? Yeah. 
If you had yes. a small business, which you don't and you never will, the new year what? would mean well, you just you're not gonna have a small business. Would you get like a lemonade I, stand? No, you're not gonna I have, can have, a, small have a small business. If I, I want a small business, no. I could do it. I know you could not. Uh so listen. No, you couldn't. Not going to yes, happen. Anyway, let's say you had a small business. No, you couldn't. Whether you're shifting business hours or hiring more remote employees, one thing that remains unchanged is the importance of having the right people on your team. Yeah. Now, I have mostly the right people on my team, with a few exceptions here and there. Huh. Um, we won't get into it now. But when your business is ready to make that next hire, LinkedIn Jobs can help by matching your role with qualified candidates so that you can find the right person quickly. Sona, LinkedIn Jobs, is that what you used to get to find me? Is that what you did? Yeah, I did. I have a LinkedIn profile. I know you have a LinkedIn profile. You got to have uh, a LinkedIn profile. I often, when I meet people in social situations, one of the first things I say is, what's your LinkedIn profile? That's Weird. LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 722 million members worldwide. You post a job with targeted screening questions. LinkedIn quickly gets your uh, your role in front of more qualified candidates. Manage job posts, contact candidates. These are just things that come to mind when I think about LinkedIn. And from a single view on the familiar LinkedIn.com as functions are streamlined Onto one simple screen. That's nice. Yeah, they get it. Sona, were you to have your own business, and I swear to God, you never, ever will, but I think you would use LinkedIn. I think I would have a small business. I think I would crush it, and I would use LinkedIn and get the best people, and I'd have better people than you. So you bet you'd have better people than me (laughs) because you wouldn't be working for you. Gotcha. Visit okay. LinkedIn.com slash Kona to get $50 off your first job post. That's LinkedIn.com slash Conan to get $50 off your first job post. Not awful. Good guy. Terms and Terrible. conditions. Terms and conditions apply. Good guy. The worst. The worst. Terms and conditions apply. The good guy. The worst. Terms and conditions. The worst. The worst. Terms and conditions apply. The worst. The worst. Conan's good. The worst. The worst. The worst. Sucks. Edit this uh, Sucks. so that I win. The You know, if you're like me, you have tons of stuff lying around that you don't use anymore. Huh. Just old, lovely letters from my wife. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't read them. Oh, no. I gotta get rid of this stuff. No, I'm kidding. I have kind of a hoarding instinct. No, I gotta hang on to it. Yeah. And I, I come from a long line of hoarders, and I'm actually being honest about that. And I, I like to hang on to stuff. And then someone introduced me to that concept of, no, you give it a new life. Ooh, that's Which I nice. thought was really sweet. Mm-hmm. Let someone else enjoy it. Pass it on. And I'm talking about everything from like a yoga mat or a pair of boots. Uh-huh. Anything. Like you a know? shirt. Okay, well, you're doing a, that was a great addition to this ad. <laughs> really good job, Sona. This ad was struggling, and then you jumped in, and you you got us up into orbit. We were struggling in the atmosphere, and you rocketed us out with shirt. No, good thing is that there's Mercari. That's the marketplace app that makes it easy to say goodbye to any unused stuff so someone else can say hello to that stuff. It's the simplest way to give items a new life and make some money from home. And everyone's trying to do that these days. Simply download Mercari, take a few pictures, add a description, boom! (laughs) Item is on its way to being sold! No meetups involved when you sell, because that can get awkward, you know what I mean? Yeah, it could. Yeah, and you just box it up, Mercari will email you a shipping label. Shopping on Mercari also saves you money. 
You'll find practically new items up to 70% off. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And I really like this idea of no personal meetings. Yes, me too. Because when people meet me in person, they're like, what are you selling these socks for? And I'm like, uh. Oh, yeah, that's true. So use Mercari. Your stuff might be exactly what someone else is looking for. So turn your goodbye into their hello. Oh, my God. On Mercari. Start buying and selling when you download today from the app stores or at Mercari.com. That's Mercari. M. E-R-C-A-R-I. Makari, your marketplace. No, it's funny. I have um, the famous writer E.B. White, you know, Charlotte's Web, mm-hmm. his, and then his essays and just and Strunk and White, Elements of Style, and just thought, like, this is the greatest writer of all time. I realized when I was about 17 that he was uh, living up in, I think, North Brooklyn, Maine. So I wrote a letter to him. Now, I don't have that letter, but I sent it off to him. And what I have is he wrote me back. And then I think he passed away like a year later, I think as a result of my letter. Uh, I mean, but um, that's basically confession. I, I tend to, I compliment writers and then I, I also try and take them out of the picture. But he wrote me this letter that back that I still have and it's framed and I see it every day. But it's so interesting to me because it's like from 1979 or 1980, and it says, "Dear Conan, I really were you, you know, then? really enjoyed your letter. It was really well written." And da da da. And then he said, "You say that you're very concerned about you, that you want to be a writer uh, or do something creative, but you're very concerned about criticism because mm. you're, you're thin-skinned." And I thought, isn't that fascinating? That's what I was worried about when I was 16. Mm was, oh my God, I really want to try this, but what if someone is mean, what if people are mean to me about it? And am I going to be able to withstand that? And uh, then he says, I never much minded criticism unless they got their facts wrong. Mm. You know, and then he says like, best wishes, E.B. White. And it's it's one of my favorite, I mean, if there's a fire, get the family out and then run back in and get that letter. Seriously, that's like how precious it is to me. That's interesting. No, it's interesting. You list, you list a family and then a, a piece of paper. So it's interesting. I opened my soul to you. I opened up my chest cavity and I showed you my beating heart. And uh, you took a dump on it. I didn't even do anything. You're being so There's sensitive. There's now feces on my so Your feces is on my heart. You're being so well, sensitive. Well, I'm sorry, that's but that's gross. exactly what happened. There's fecal matter on my heart. First of all, I did poop a little, but I didn't get it on your heart. I maybe got it on your yeah, shirt. Yeah, it's not about it's uh, right near the kitchen because I also uh, there's he added some recipes at the bottom. What are you talking about, man? You're being yeah, so chili mean recipe. To it's me. E. B. White's uh, ass blowing chili. <laughs> Is that funny that I pooped? And I don't know why he added that, but so I always. Is that funny that I pooped? You call you now you talk about ass blowing. It started as a poem, and then it yeah. turned into he realized. He started as a poem, then he realized this is actually a very good recipe for some super hot ass blowing chili. So uh, that's why it's near the kitchen. I don't think that we should be laughing. The point is, and it's one of the themes that I like to get to in this podcast, is that there are all these people that I know, like yourself, who are incredibly funny and may give the impression, if someone saw friends, that you're bulletproof and that you don't. But I. I've always known that you're an incredibly sensitive person 
and that that you've had your feelings hurt a million times. Yeah, and and now it's a million and one because we're on a podcast, and so a little shit leaked out of my pants. It fell out of my underwear. It fell out of my pants. It hit the ground. But the audience would have never known that if you didn't start on this riff about ass blowing chili. And I was kind of hoping that because we're friends, even though I have been a little aggressive to you today, that you wouldn't have to have said mm-hmm. that. But you've taken this opportunity to make fun of me for having a little shit fall out of my pants. And I don't think that's... It's like, I'm not saying it happens to everyone every day, but I do think it's not like... I mean, it's like... That, well, it's it's rare, but it's not like crazy rare. Like, it happens sometimes. And so I don't think it should be like the focus of the rest mm-hmm. of the show is that a little poop fell out of my pants, out of my underwear, on my shoe, and it splashed up and hit you. I think we could have just kind of played it cool. Right. right. Yeah, but you chose not to. And and I, and also, to be clear, there's nothing... I'm not sick, so you don't need to be worried about being sick, so we don't have to talk about I it. I don't know if someone can be really funny if they... A poop? Yes, of course. That goes without saying. I can't... Pull, I don't know if someone can be... When someone comes along who had a perfectly happy childhood... Mm-hmm. And and wasn't well, incredibly anxious or incredibly sens- oversensitive mm-hmm. or felt that the world was unjust. I always wonder how did they get into comedy. I don't think I'm being overly that, sensitive. How, did, uh, how can that work out? I got into comedy because I. Where's used the rocket to be good fuel? That's what I always wonder. How do you get the rocket? How do? You... Okay, I'm not. I was, I'm not sick because yes, I was eating but gas. I, but I also think I was. Uh, I drank gas by accident I, once. Incredibly hypersensitive. <laughs> And uh, and had periods of a lot of anxiety when I was a kid, and um, you know, and had issues with getting very depressed mm-hmm. and very down, and hated school. Hated school, so it wasn't anybody's fault. When people talk about oh my childhood and just how much fun it was, I don't know what they're talking about. Well, you weren't there. Is that, for does, mine. Do you ever that way when people were like, "Oh man, when I was a kid, that was the best time of my life." I don't. It doesn't. I like being an adult better than I like being a kid. I liked them both pretty much. Oh, well, that just makes me look like an ass. Well, actually, you were being an ass. And one thing I liked about being a kid is when I poop as a kid, everybody point, everybody laugh, but then I get to go home. Yeah. And with you now, I have to sit here. At school, I get to go home when I poop. I get new underwear. I get new pants. Here, I just have to sit. That I agree with. Yeah, you won't even let me leave. I see that the door is locked. Your goons are standing there. And I want to go change. I want to go clean up. But you're in charge for the next, I don't know how long. This is really friggin' long. So, yeah, I like being a kid maybe a little more. But I like being an adult too because I'm much better at the investigation stuff. As a kid, I was really dumb. Yeah. My dad was like um, really good friends with Jeffrey Dahmer. I thought he was just like a nice guy. Um, and like, I I was like, people would ask me like, do you think he's the same Jeffrey Dahmer? This was like after, like after the trial. Yeah. People would be like, do you think that's the same guy? And I'd be like, no, because when we visit him in jail, he's like, doesn't kill anybody or anything. So I was way worse at the investigations before. Same good as pooping or keeping it in. But so it's a mixed bag. Well, I agree. I had parents that really, the way I could really connect best with my parents and people in my family was to make them laugh hard. So that's where I think I became a junkie. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, I love that. I want the pellet. Mm-hmm. The hamster that wants the little pellet of cocaine, you know. Look, again, I keep trying to move on and you're bringing up all this like illegal stuff. So as your friend, I'm just going to act like you didn't say cocaine. I'm going to act like you said you're the pellet who wants the little pellet of hamster pellet. And that's really nice that you want that. And that's all I can say because I don't want to say what right. I want to say. Because what I want to say is, where were you 14 minutes ago? Where were you 29 minutes ago? Did you know? <laughs> that's not funny, okay? Isn't that great? That's not funny. I'm, okay, I'm really trying to like, just like, keep it cool right now. I'll be really piling on with making fun of my condition, making fun of what I do for a living. And so I don't know that, let, let's just kind of reset the conversation if we're going to even finish this podcast and you won't let me leave. And, and how did he respond? How did he respond? Yeah. You. I'm asking It's you. never going to get better than that. You're saying this is the best this is going to get. See, I hate when people do this when it's like you had a chance there to step up and be like nice guy and we could move on and you're saying no it's never going to get better than this and that's why we are where we are i knew that i wanted to be an entertainer and i knew that i could make people laugh and then i put that away because i thought i live in brookline mass Mm. my dad works in a microbiology lab we i've never seen anybody in show business i'm show business is never happening for me i just decided at some point it's not going to happen so Mm. i'm just going to buckle down and grind it out and be a really good student and try and be a man of important matters and affairs. <laughs> and then that completely went off the rail. Like a doctor. I get to college and they have a humor magazine and bang. And then I had the bug forever. Of what? What did you get? Once you get a taste and once you, yeah. Once you realize, oh, this is a thing that adults seem to value. I thought it was just a kid thing. Being a doctor. People laugh. Oh, making people laugh. Well, as a kid, I always knew it was for adults, too, because, like, all the comedians I saw on TV was always adults. I never saw children comedians on TV, so I knew it was what? for everyone. <laughs> well, I'm, oh, did it? Was there, like, channels where it was, like, kids comedians TV? <laughs> I'm trying to be serious and honest, but everyone keeps laughing. I'm just saying, like, I would see, like, George Carlin. He's an adult, so I didn't think I could be a comedian Wait, as a but child. what else did he do? He <laughs> just whistled writer, the Andy actor. Griffith theme? George Carlin, sometimes, I don't know, I wasn't with him 100% of the time. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are being so freaking mean about everything I say. Is that crazy to just say, like, that everyone I saw was an adult, so I didn't think as a kid I could do it? Like, when I was a kid, I wanted to be, like, uh, when I was in second grade, I wanted to be a first grader. Yeah, because you actually were in the room with somebody. Right, because I knew, that was my experience, like, I... I could compare my experience to yeah. that of other students. <laughs> you got all the whistlers. Yeah. Uh, that's not funny. I'm just mean like, yeah, when I was a kid and people say, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would say like a kid, older kid. Oh, I just slightly. didn't know. I'm constantly meeting people that got into show business and they'll say, oh, how'd you do that? And they'll say, well, you know, I grew up in Santa Monica or I grew up in the Valley and my dad for Warner Bros. You know, and, and so mm. you think like, right, you... You were near it and you saw it. I didn't see anybody. I never saw a famous person. I never saw 
There was never any show business related thing that happened near me. What, like on TV? Did you have TV? Cause I had yeah, but I wasn't as a kid. You didn't have TV as a kid. I wasn't tuned into any of that. I oh. uh, I was watching, you know, Mary Poppins being rerun and thinking, you what know, you how can I be on? Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins? Well, that's kind of what I mean. It's like I would see it on TV, but it was all adults. What? <laughs> Say that again. I would see it on TV, but it was all adults. This is not a confusing idea. Uh, yes, I do all the time. Because it delights everybody. What are you? What are you talking about? I'm, I'm just saying it was adults. <laughs> this is not so funny. Okay. I, eventually, I realized oh, kids man. grow up into yes. adults. That's that was my. I didn't know kids became adults at first. You're a bad guy. You're not a good person. You know that. That doesn't make me a bad person because I didn't. When you're a kid, you don't understand these things. Okay, like. I used to believe in Santa Claus. I used to think kids and adults were different species. I used to think it was like kids oh, instead of I'm sitting on the dog. dock of the bay. Yeah, I'm sitting. It's, I'm sitting. Right, and he sang that. Right. Yes. Ever look? You're being like. So... Or now's the time. No. Also, just no. I'm... Sorry. No. no, but also it just sounds so not erotic. It just sounds like it's flaccid, and you're just sitting on it like it's a, a like a. So obsessed with like horny stuff. I don't want to talk He's just about looking that. for something to sit. Yes, I'm just looking for something to sit on metaphorically. As of like six months ago. As of like six months ago when I lost my job. <laughs> yeah. Again, not funny. Wow, I didn't know about I'm that guy, but he's on next week myself. on the podcast. Yeah. Ooh, my boss is on the me? podcast. Um, do you think you've learned anything from this session? Has any good come from this? You've Yeah. I think I have learned a lot about who to trust, who my friends are, um, yeah. what to open No, no, up. no, you're not. Your friend? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at. I did think we were friends. I even said I was excited about it, but this this has been eye-opening. I'll just say that much. This has been eye-opening for me. There's an applause sign in the podcast studio, but no one, we can't seem to keep it working. <laughs> I don't really think I deserve applause for that. I'm just trying to speak honestly about my experience here today um and it wasn't that fun it was hard i felt ganged up on i felt like i was in first grade again when i wanted to be a second grader or i was in second grade yeah. when i wanted to be a first grader that's nice and i didn't like that part of it well i'll say what i love most about this that i've really enjoyed is they'll being mean to me i come into work today and i know i'm doing the show but then i know that that you're going to be here now Zach's coming and I know that we're going to sit here and talk for 45 minutes or an hour. That's like kind of cruel that you were looking forward to this. <laughs> That's not funny. That's how we get people is by pretending we say four to five and oh, then man, uh, like when they the get length. in here, I don't care. I don't care how but, long it's um, been if we were being pleasant. No, to I've, each other, I, I've always enjoyed talking to you after the show the show, kind of that format of six minutes, break, six minutes, it it doesn't... It, it doesn't, what, like, let you, like, really dig into my, like, insecurities? Because you've always been nice to me when I've come to watch the TV show on TV. Yes. And you never even talk about me when you're I on TV I still love... Watching. I like an audience. I and, really do. And now you're... But I also TV. love not having an audience. And I love just following these little weird... Eddies and rivulets and 
you know, little tributaries. I'm going to keep saying various words. words for of, uh, you know, <laughs> bodies of water that have broken off into smaller branches, eroding, uh, creating Arteries. shale, magma. Um, I'm having a series of small strokes, and I'm going to wrap this up. But uh, I hope we get to do this again sometime. Are you okay? I'm actually care about you. Uh, it seems that seems soon. Are you fine? Seems soon. That's to even ask sooner. If you're okay. Yeah. So no, I don't think so. You're not okay. Do I need to call someone? I know you've been rude, but I do actually care about you, and I want to make sure. You're do okay. we get people? Uh, we're getting um, um, Josh Gad. Oh, uh, is, be on the show. Is a big. Yeah, he's going to be coming. That's cool. I think he's. I like him. That would be. I think it's been about three weeks. Yeah. So you should be here when Josh Gad is here. So when is that? You should tell Josh Gad that you're referencing him a lot. I kind of am just reacting to what you're saying, kind of trying to keep up a combo. I was doing that for a while. I did a some stand-up shows uh, across this great nation of ours, and I just people in the audience would always ask who they always want to know who's the celebrity I don't like, mm. and of course I don't want to say that, but I, I just say decided. To tell them Willem Dafoe, oh, because who would you know what I mean? It's so left field. Is it? Because isn't he a, Willem Dafoe, man? Isn't he a Total, green and, goblin? And people were like, "Yes, yes, we're getting the tea on." Wasn't he and then I always like it was like, years? "No, no, no, no." Before I go, I have to tell you, he's a consummate professional and has always been lovely to me. And I totally made that up. About Just needed what? to give you a name. But he was the Green Goblin. You're. Uh, you're, uh, what Josh Gad is for you, Willem Dafoe. For J- Josh Gad is to me just like a nice guy. Will- Willem Dafoe, I don't. I think you're kind of underestimating how serious sure the, he is. the crimes of the Green Goblin were. Yeah. Because he was not just no, like, no, no. he wasn't just like, maybe you're thinking of like orcs or stuff from the Lord of the Rings universe, which they themselves were actually pretty bad. They actually were pretty bad themselves. But Green Goblin was worse because he, he was an individual and he had sort of planning. The goblins in Lord of the Rings were ordered by Sauron and Saruman. And this is the guy that I've been telling audiences is a prick? Saruman or Sauron? No, I've, I've no, he's a good guy. I've interviewed him and he's always seemed lovely. You've interviewed Saruman? This is why I can't I think trust so. You know, we should switch names. With Saruman? After Willem Dafoe. I should go after Josh okay. Gad. Okay, but I just want to be clear what I we're I thought it was homage. About. Saruman, it's pronounced. This is a travesty. I apologize to everyone who uh, spent valuable time listening to this. And I think you should take this seriously. Oh, uh, guess what? In the podcast world, this is... What? You know what? I'm not going to screw around here. I had no expectations. And uh, they told us when we started, it'd be really good if you could do 200,000. You know, like that's like a good respect. Listeners? Bang, we're over a million. Wow. Yes. Don't say no to me. I'll say yes to you. I said, wow. I've been so supportive. What? Well. I've been so, so supportive. (laughs) That's not funny. Everything. Just because I do comedy does not mean everything I say is funny. This will be, and this is not an exaggeration, the most popular thing you've ever done. This podcast? (laughs) Yes. This will be heard by more people than saw all of our movies I, I, that's probably not true because some of the movies uh, I was in, the Spider-Man movie, a lot of people. There's saw. a clown TV show, and maybe um, that's why I'm so sensitive Patches. about the Green Goblin. I didn't clock that, and so I'm sorry for getting worked up. It's probably because I'm team no. Spider-Man. I like. There's people I like. I love you, Penn Badgley, on that show. 
And I, and I, I so I watch your show. I like Tim uh, No, I'm very good at saying, oh, so many people talking about this show. Wonderful buzz. Mm. So have that, you that's seen usually my code stuff? for I haven't seen it. Have you seen any of my stuff? I can't. I can't. I'm too busy looking at my own show. So you don't I watch my own show religiously. Any of the stuff I I've never in? missed an episode of my own show. But have you seen even one second? I watch of it. I make my I've children done? watch it. So then, why are you on? Yeah. Why am I on here? Get up. Let's go. You make your kids watch your show. And now we show it again, and I say, "Remember what's the what's the line Daddy had here?" Have them watch Crashing. I know. I don't watch my own show, and my children don't watch it. They don't. They think I'm a realtor. What? You're so all over the place, man. You think I'm a very successful realtor? Are you? I don't know. You can do multiple. I'm moving a lot of a lot of great houses. That's cool, man. And I do again. I just want to apologize for getting so worked up. (laughs) I know. If you're going to do these dirty, uh, I'm not joking. I am no, I said Glassell Park. I'm not. Let me explain Glassell Park. It's Glendale adjacent. Oh, that's like where you're selling stuff. Oh, what? That's cool. I never, I don't, I don't live in LA, so Why? I don't know well, not stuff. A lot of Armenian people live there. In Glassell Park? That's cool. I, but again, I don't know the it area. Is. It's yeah. lovely there. Sounds cool. There's beautiful hills. There's, it's pleasant neighborhoods. There's trees. That's very nice. It is really hot. That sounds very it ideal. Is. Oh, the hot. We're going to run that section. Well, I'm in New York, so yeah, I'm sorry I couldn't We're going to start with that. <laughs> just uh, before just we begin a new segment, uh, Zach and Sona talk about uh, uh, Glendale adjacent properties, <laughs> the pros and cons. I'm going to end this now, but I want to say uh, uh, it is an absolute honor to know you. You're uh, one of the funniest people I've uh, encountered in my kooky life, and you're also one of the nicest. I wasn't trying to be funny today at all. Thank you very much. I was being serious, and I was kind of played for, played for a jo- murderer. To accuse you of murder, just in the way. <laughs> oh my. Are you serious? I friggin' I'm serious. I'm calling. Well, everybody making those New Year's resolutions, right? Did you make any New Year's resolutions, Sona? You know, mine is to have more Miller time. Is it? That's good, because that's just what I was about to say. Oh, no way. Yeah, I'm serious. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everyone's jabbering about new year, new me, and whatever, you know? And and maybe you have a resolution, maybe you don't. It doesn't matter. Miller Lite with great taste and just guess how many calories, Sona? I'm going to say 730. Nope, 96. Oh, wow, okay. 96 calories will be there to help you enjoy some much-needed Miller time, whether you're meeting new goals or maybe uh, just making it to the weekend. I'm not going to judge. I didn't make any resolutions this year. I thought this year was tough enough, so I didn't make resolutions. But I do resolve to crack open a nice Miller Lite. If you're setting out to find uh, a new you this year, you know, we can all agree nothing needs to change about enjoying Miller time. Maybe the rest of the year... Miller Lite has 96 calories and 3.2 grams of carbs, leaving plenty of room for us to enjoy Miller time while our goals kick into gear. You know what I like to do is the sunset. So I like to crack open a Miller Lite, watch the sunset. Yeah. That's perfect for Miller time. It is. Yeah. And I don't do resolutions this year, but I do resolve to enjoy myself more. And that means Miller Lite. And you know what? Miller Lite, not that many calories. I don't have to feel bad about it. I'm famous for my slim model-like figure. Model-like? Male model, kind of a chunkier male model. What? The chunky male model? Yeah, yeah. Male model that's not, doesn't work out a lot, but still, I got to keep my figure. Uh Uh-huh. 
So that's that why that's why Miller Lite's the right choice for me. Miller Lite, great taste, less filling. Uh-huh. No matter how you feel about the start of 2021, you can get Miller Lite delivered to your door. Hello. But go to MillerLite.com forward slash Conan to find the delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For 12 ounces, 96 calories, 3.2 grams of carbs, less than one gram of protein. Miller Lite. A lot of people out there want to earn their degree, but they're busy. It doesn't work with their life. They've got a job. They've got things to do. They've got a family. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work, and uh, they need something that's going to work with their schedule. Yeah. You know why I'm bringing this up? Why? Because at WGU, their programs were built to be flexible. Wow. Yeah. WGU offers a quality degree program that's affordable, it's flexible, Makes it possible to graduate faster so you're not wasting a lot of time. You can earn a respected bachelor's or master's degree for under $8,700 a year, fees included. Ugh, and you know what college costs these days? It's insane. I do. It just And it's so much more than, I mean, I went to school in like the 1920s. It was a lot then. Yeah. You know, uh, but now it's a fortune. So this is a very reasonable amount of money. This is a fantastic chance to let your experience, your dedication, Help you earn your degree faster. So uh, see what WGU's competency-based programs can offer you. Okay, there's no set login times. 24-7 access to your coursework. Oh, that's nice. I wish I had had that. What do you mean? I didn't. They didn't have the internet when I was in school. No. This is great. You can earn a respected bachelor's or master's degree on your own schedule. WGU has uh, low flat tuition rates that cover as many courses you can complete each term. Mm. The faster you learn, the more you'll save. That's so nice. Yeah. I love learning. Do you really? Not really, honestly. Okay, I know, but I a know. lot of people do. Yeah, a lot of people a do. A lot of people yeah. do. You're the exception. Yeah. You're someone who uh, enjoys it. You're, you love just wrapping yourself in ignorance. Um, <laughs> it's like a warm blanket. But if you have prior experience, learn quickly or dedicate extra time to your studies. You really can graduate faster. You can graduate very quickly. So uh, get your $65 application fee waived. Check this out. Get it completely waived at WGU.com. E-D-U slash Conan. So this is me helping them save money. That's nice. That's W-G-U dot E-D-U slash Conan for your $65 application fee waived. You're welcome. Well, happy Halloween, you two. Happy Halloween, Matt. Uh, Happy Halloween, Matt. We have a little gift for you, Conan. Oh, you don't give gifts on Halloween. It's a treat. Oh, and this is something that came up last season on the podcast, something oh. you mentioned you had in your childhood. Yeah. I don't rem- I have no idea, uh, listeners, what this is. I have not been briefed. Adam and I hunted this down based off a of fan suggestion. And okay. uh, I think this is destined to be a special and life-changing moment for you. Wow. Yeah. Would you like to put more pressure <laughs> on whatever's in this box? Okay, here we go. I'm opening this box. There's some brown paper, and this looks like one of those boxes that's on, like, a true crime special. <laughs> yeah, there's a little leg. The bomb was in a box, you know. Uh, hold on. There's a lot of paper in here. Oh, my God! Yes! This was it, I think. I think this was it. It's an Uncle Sam Halloween mask. Yeah, it's And I the, talked about this last year. Oh, my the, God. Like, plastic Ben Cooper yes. mask with the vinyl. Oh, oh my, my God, God. I remember. Yes, this is it. Oh, my. It's in. It's 
empathy. <laughs> what happened? I think someone was murdered in well, this. That's the shape of America now. Oh my God, so sad. I just, it's a plastic, smiling uh, Uncle Sam and uh, mask. Just one of those flat plastic masks that you wear. Painful to wear. And then, yeah, they hurt and they're uncomfortable and uh, your sweat condenses underneath them and they smell like Agent Orange or some kind of chemical <laughs> that was used in warfare. And then this thing that you put on over it, which is an Uncle Sam smock. <laughs> and my mom got this for me one year to wear on Halloween. And I think it was at the height, I, I think Nixon's president, there's Vietnam <laughs> protests. There's oh my God. People have taken to the street. Uh, and I went out as the symbol <laughs> Of America at its most patriarchal, most imperialist. You know, the, the, the image of Uncle Sam was, was created in like World War I, and it's just associated with crushing other countries that get in our way. And that's how I went out. And my poor mom, I just want to, my mom is, is still with us, and uh, I do love my mom. And I feel I wasn't pleasant when she handed me this. Aww. She was trying to do the right thing. She grew up in a patriotic era. <laughs> my mom grew up in the 30s. So she, you know, she didn't think anything was wrong. She didn't know why I was such a sourpuss about it. But I did wear it, and I was attacked by hippies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a picture of this on the episode webpage and also you got to see media. this. And you have to see the condition of, my God, look at this. Is This is really wretched. That is... You got, we got a, this is like a fungus. Or like a crime happened in that. No, no, it really does look like this is, the you know, the body was recovered after missing for three years. Yeah, yeah. And it was in, <laughs> it was the, the killer put it in a ritual Uncle Sam costume. <laughs> uh, we took the body away or what was left of it moldering. This is horrific. Oh my God. It's ages four to six too. So it's tiny. So it feels really macabre. Yeah, I think I was older than that when I wore this, but yes, that is, I remember that very well. I remember that, that face. I remember looking at that and thinking, shit, I have to wear this out in public. Little John Birch Society, Conan O'Brien. You know what it was like? It's like that, the Christmas story, uh, wow. television show where he has to wear the pink. Yeah. Ralphie has to dress up as the pink bunny rabbit, yeah. Easter rabbit. And he's mortified. That's, that was me. I was Uncle Sam, symbol of American might. That's great. Who, who did a fan find this? Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't remember who it was, but they tipped us off to this auction on eBay. $200. Oh my no. God. You spent yeah. $200 me for this? personally. Oh, great. It just came out of the podcast. That's <laughs> yeah. half our profits, you moron. <laughs> doing with that podcast money conan uh no it's um that's fantastic it's uh stop sona you look genuinely upset i'm not i'm not upset it i'm, I'm examining it it is really weird it says americana costume for halloween fun with ventilated mask that just means it has eye holes and it's open in the back treated to temporarily retard flame <laughs> Temporarily. 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 
Yeah, Ben Cooper. Who's Ben Cooper? He's the guy that would make all these things, and then he got a bunch of licenses, like Star Wars and all the superheroes right. and everything. Yeah. Right. Well, I hope he was tried for his crimes, <laughs> <laughs> like Pol Pot. <laughs> I hope he paid for this somehow. <laughs> ben Cooper, wherever you are. You guys dressing up this year? I am. I'm going to an alien party. And you're going as an Well, alien? I want, no. I wanted to go as uh, Gwen DeMarco from Galaxy Quest, Sigourney Weaver's oh. character, mm-hmm. but I didn't have time to get the costume. So what are you doing? I'm just going as an astronaut. I think shortly after, might have been this Uncle Sam costume killed costumes for me. (laughs) (laughs) But for someone who, if I'm in a sketch, I love being in a costume. I love having a fake mustache. If I'm doing something that's uh, a comedic performance, I'm fine with a costume. But I don't want to wear a silly costume. I don't want to dress up on Halloween. I just, I I, I always had a really strong reaction to it. Mm. It's a lot of pressure. It's pressure, and I always thought what I've got going on naturally is enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you're I someone re- people probably dress up as for Halloween, right? I have seen who is it? People have sent me pictures of like their kid with a big red uh, wig <laughs> and a talk show desk strapped around them, walking down the street, and I think that kid's just getting pelted with <laughs> fruit. You know, <laughs> that kid's getting no candy. <laughs> Look at me. I'm an ironic Irish guy. Pelt, pelt, <laughs> thwap, thwap. It's just sad. There was a one of those masks, but they didn't license your no. image. And it just said talk show host. No, it, worse than that. Oh. It was right after the Tonight Show thing happened. And, you know, it was a huge story. And there was a mask you could buy. And it was clearly my face, but they couldn't say it was me for licensing purposes. And it was this, and it looked like me if I had been in, in a fire and been burned a little bit in the oh face. Oh my God. And, um, but not on purpose, just because yeah. they threw the mask together so quickly. The label was X Talk Show Host. Oh no. Yes, X Talk Show Host. Like, well, he's gone. If you want to be, and I was like, no, I'm not. I'm actually starting, I'm, I'm still around. Oh. No, you're not. You're X Talk Show Host. Yeah. Should I have not brought that up? (laughs) Uh, Well, if you consider this podcast to be a very honest form of therapy, then yes, you should have. Okay. Yeah. You're welcome. I don't, I I thought that was, you guys think that's too painful. No, I I don't. I, oh, you love it. I love it. Oh, you love it. Yeah, I do love it. You love that my career has been filled with chills and spills. You've done all right, sport. You really have. Huh? You've done fine. Yes, I have. Yes. Thank you. You have. Yeah. Ex-talk show host. Do you know that story about how William Shatner's mask was turned into Michael Myers for the Halloween series? That's, that's what the mask is. It's a William Shatner mask. I've heard that. Yeah. They took a William, they took a William Shatner Star Trek mask, right? Yeah. And turned it in, and then that's what they use for Michael Myers. Yeah. So that's kind of like what happened to you. Yeah. Maybe someday people will use the mask of me as ex-talk show host. The murdering slasher The murderer will be, yeah. Or when they reboot it the next time, (laughs) they'll use my face. I'd go to that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Really? Yeah. Okay. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Sonam Obsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. The show is engineered by Will Beckton. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts and you might find your review featured on a future episode. 
Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It too could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf.